You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. We have a Friday show for you. Friday, July 16th, 2021. Before we go any further, i got to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me next week to get it on the action. Cannot wait to get that guys that set up for you all. And, uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully on Monday or Tuesday I'll, I'll have all my, my, uh, my what? what? What's the expression I'm trying to think right now? My... My T's crossed and my I's dotted. That's not, it's not how you say that express. Dot my T's and cross my I's. I don't know why I used a different tense for that. I don't know. That's a really weird start to the show, but we ball, you know? Uh, so welcome. Welcome back. Uh, yesterday, interesting little stat. Yesterday was the first day in seven months that there was not a single game played between the NHL, NBA, MLB, and NFL. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. It was the first, It was December or something, 2020. Um, really, uh, uh, it's not a very in- for, for for someone who who I'll expose, not expose. Just like sports are my life, man. Like for real. And uh, as someone who who is just trying to watch whatever sporting event is on. It was really, uh, it, it's been a heck of a night <laughs> for yours truly. Um, but got some, got a couple of good interviews done over with some scouts at Lockdown Red Wings that you should check out if you haven't. I got that done tonight. Now we're here. So we ball. Um, today we are going to, it's a prospect update show, which I know are, are very popular. People love their, their prospect updates. So in segment two, we're going to do the, the big three that we do every single week, no matter what, and that's Torkelson, Green, and Dingler. And and you know what? Just because it's my show and I get to do whatever I want, you guys are – some of you are going to be really pissed because I get crap for it from some of y'all. Um, I'm adding Bryant Packard into segment two. It's Bryant Packard is officially becoming every single week you are getting a Bryant Packard update. And guess what? I run the show. I talk so so you can't stop me. You literally cannot stop me from doing it. So you're gonna get Brian Packer, whether you like it or not. You can skip through it. It's <laughs> I'm just playing, but um, I just love the dude to death, man. And uh, so I'm, so I'm happy. We're gonna update uh, about him, and then in segment three, we're going to do the, just the performance based updates. So the updates of just uh, whoever in the systems had a big week and whoever hasn't. And I've I've watched. Uh, I, I always watch minor league baseball whenever I can, the Tigers affiliates. Uh, but they were all that was on this week. So I really got to, no distraction of even, oh, was this game overlapped with the Tigers. Just straight up, all that was on. So a uh, little little more analysis than usual. Also, before we get started, in segment one, by the way, we're going to talk about the rest of the month of July for the Major League team and how we might fare going forward. Um, I will say, I, I love my listenership to death. I really do because of how interactive you guys are, and that's what makes this so awesome is because um, I know that if I say, hey, respond to me with this or tell me this, I'm going to get dozens 
of replies, uh, you know, up, upwards of 50 sometimes. You guys are, are such an interactive audience. That also comes with when I make a mistake, I have to read it 95 times. <laughs> so on yesterday's show, I mentioned that, uh, that there was a lack of Detroit Tigers home run derby participation. Now, here's the thing, okay? So... I did say that I I remember Prince Fielder being in the home run derby. I genuinely remember him in the derby as a brewer. I had forgotten, or or not forgotten because I knew he was there. I, for whatever reason, my memory was just cloudy and, or just flat out wrong, which is something that I'm, I'm, I've grown accustomed to over the years, just being flat out wrong about stuff. Um, I, I genuinely did not remember him doing all that, the home run derby stuff as a Tiger. I, I For whatever reason, in my brain, I remember him as a Brewer. But I do remember him being prevalent in the derby and doing multiple and all that. For whatever reason, I, I just remember him as a Brewer. I, I was also informed by, again, dozens, if not 50-plus people, that Miguel Cabrera was in a home run derby. Now, that I legitimately have zero recollection of. I don't know if if I just I, – I don't know. I, I don't have a, a, an explanation for you. I don't have an excuse. For whatever reason, I just straight up have zero recollection of Miguel Cabrera ever being in a home run derby for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, and, I, and I had to look it up when people started DMing me and just flat out adding me and stuff, replying to the tweet of the episode, etc., I had to I had to look it up because I was like, there's I, I don't remember this at all and and uh, not that I thought anybody was that you guys were lying to me or anything, but I I, I genuinely didn't remember it. And sure enough, there he is in uh, 2010 or 11, I want to say. And I, I don't know, man. I, I don't have an excuse for you. I I don't have an explanation as to why I, I had no clue that Miguel Cabrera was in a home run derby. I have never missed an all-star weekend. It's one of my dad and I's like big traditions, no matter what him and I are doing or, or where, you know, uh, since I moved out at 18 to, to go to college and stuff, no matter what, we, we all-star all weekend has always been our thing. Um, and, and same with my mom's side as well, I guess, uh, growing up. All-star weekend, I just, I've never missed and I always come home for it and everything and for whatever reason, I, I have zero recollection of Miguel Cabrera in a home run derby. So there's your excuse for that, I guess. Uh, moving on to, to the actual show, though. The rest of July. Okay, we're going to talk about the rest of July for your Detroit Tigers. So we start off with three games against the Minnesota Twins at home, which makes, what, seven straight games against the Twins in total? Uh, which is, I, in theory, you would like that if you were a good team because the Twins have been horrible this year. But we just got four games swept by them before the All-Star break, so I'm not really looking forward to the post-All-Star break series against them again. Uh, but, I, you know, we'll see. Crazier things have happened. Then a four-game series against Texas. That's always a good confidence booster. Then three games against Kansas City three more games against Minnesota, and then three games against Baltimore. I'm not going to tell you anything that hasn't already been said by quite a few people in the Tigers community, 
that's a very winnable month. That's a very winnable uh, half of a month. The whole month has been very winnable. The toughest team we play all month is the Minnesota Twins, who are horrid. So it's encouraging. It's fun. Uh, we're going to win some games, I, I would hope. The, the thing is, um, since May 8th, we have one of the best records in baseball, right? One of the best records of the American League, I should say. Fourth or fifth best record in the AL since that, since that date. Um, my dad's birthday. So we got off to just such a slow start. Such a slow start. That first month and a half was straight up so bad that as far as contention for a postseason spot or what have you, it's not going to matter, which kind of sucks. But at the same time, I feel like the last two months we've done more winning than people expected. This year was, was, I don't think very many people had faith going into this year. Everyone is expecting mid to high 90s loss totals, again, for the fifth year in a row. And um, so it's nice. It's a nice change of pace. Winning's fun. Some people don't believe that I think that sometimes, but I promise you, winning is very fun. And that's a very winnable month. I'm... Casey Mize, it sounds like he's still going to have some innings, restrictions, limits, what have you, for the second half of the month. And then when his go away, it sounds like Scoobles are going to start. Uh, maybe not that immediate, but they, they might give a little bit of breathing room to save the bullpen a little bit. But uh, it does sound like Scoobles is going to have some of his as well. So the second half of the season is going to get really interesting. It also sounds like uh, I, I would be shocked if Isak Paredes was not back in in uh, in the majors relatively soon. I don't know if that means like tomorrow or a month from now, but I, I would imagine that he's going to get some playing time at the major league level for the uh, for the remainder of the month. And then you know we got the trade deadline. We got a lot of dudes that are that are on the table that we talked about in yesterday's show. Um, so it's going to be a very very interesting second half for a team that for the better part of the last five years has not had too many interesting second halves. So at a, at a, at a bare minimum, I've been told I say that too much now, by the way. You, you guys are, are uh, all over <laughs> telling me the, uh, the, the Scott-isms that I have that I, that I say far too often, so I'll try to cut down on that too. But um, at least you are going to have an, an interesting second half, which, like I said, is something that for – Quite a while, we have not been able to say. So, I'll, I'll take it, man. And A.J. Hinch, we trust. To the moon, baby. Fun second half. Fun second half of the show. You see that transition? That's a pro's transition right there. And I couldn't have done it without Bill Barr. <laughs> not, that one probably wasn't as slick of a transition as the last one. Bill Barr's fantastic, though. Helped get me through draft season, as I talked about. I was, I was running a million miles an hour in all sorts of different directions. And, uh, and Bilt Bar really was a saving grace to me. It was a quick snack that I could pound during the day and, and have as my lunch straight up some days. It really is a lifesaver, and you really need to get on the wave if you haven't already. They come in coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and even German chocolate. They also have some limited time flavors that are fantastic that they drop every once in a while. They had a uh, interesting kind of mint chocolate one that they dropped at the beginning of July, a limited time one. And also, if you don't know which of those nine would be your favorite, there's a limited time. That's not true. It's actually all the time, a mixed box. I got my words mixed up. They have a mixed box. So you can get two of each. 
of the nine flavors. And then figure out which flavors you like best and the next time you order, because you absolutely will order again because they're so fantastic and good for you, you will know exactly what flavors you want to get. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure that uh, whenever you wake up for work, we're right there on your phone. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. You follow me on Twitter at Bentley Scotty. Get all the updates and, and what have you and see my shenanigans, see my dad jokes that I love to post and whatnot. But you also get to see a lot of Bryant Packard propaganda if you follow at Bentley Scotty. I feel like I'm killing the transition game today. I feel like I've I've really shown out and, and honestly borderline dominated my transitions today. I'm not sure I'll ever be I'm Steph Curry from three currently and I, I I'm not sure I'll ever be this hot ever again when it comes to my transition game. So I just want to take a moment and, and say that I'm I'm really on a heater currently. But we have three prospects to talk about. The three that we talk about Every week, no matter what, are Spencer Torkelson, Riley Green, and Dylan Dingler. And now, I am officially adding Bryant Packard to that list because you cannot stop me from doing so. You really can't. So we're going to start off with Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green. Both of them played in the Futures game, had pretty solid performances. Torkelson drew a walk. Uh, He had a ground out that would have been a double play if there were less than two outs, but there were two outs, so it was only a fielder's choice. Uh, looked solid at third, played almost the entire game, which is obviously awesome, obviously, which is awesome. Um, I feel like I've cut down on that a lot as well. I'm pretty proud of myself there. I've cut down on my obviously's quite a bit. Uh, so then you have Riley Green who started off the game in center field and then moved over to left field when, uh, when Dominguez came in for the Yankees, big, one of very, very highly regarded prospects, one of the best in baseball. Uh, and they moved Riley Green over to the left, and he immediately made a fantastic play in left field that saved easily a double, if not, oh, he was in left field, so it wouldn't have been more than a double, but he easily saved a single, if not a double, um, there when he moved over to left and kind of proved like, hey, man, I, I think I'm, I think I should still be in center field, you know, you feel me, you feel, so uh, very happy with both their showings, Riley Green with a couple of great at-bats too, hitting the ball right up the middle quite a bit, which uh, is is never a bad thing, that means your timing's on point, so very, very pleased with both their performances in the Futures game, then they come back, pretty solid weeks, Spencer Torkelson on the season now is, uh, he's almost played as many games in double-A as he has high single-A. Uh, So we're starting to see the same sample size from both and we get to kind of compare that way. So in, it's actually, it's, it's pretty fascinating to be completely honest with you. So his high single A numbers in 31 games, he had a 1,009 OPS, 569 slugging, 440 on base percentage, 312 batting average. In double A, his batting average has dropped from 312 to 260, but the on base percentage is still 376. And the slugging percentage is 571, which is higher than it was at West Michigan. So even though you see the, the relatively large drop-off in on-base percentage, the slugging percentage is, has actually gotten, even though it's minuscule, it actually has gotten better. 
which is pretty fascinating. So his OPS is just under 950 at a 948 clip. That is still absolutely fantastic. The only thing that, that you can really ask for is for that on-base percentage to get even higher. But I also don't want to imply that a 376 on-base percentage is bad because it, it is far from bad. It's just in, in West Michigan, it was 440. Right? Which is, which is you know, you're approaching getting on base half the time, which is an MVP kind of on base percentage. So uh, I, I don't want to, I, I definitely don't want to imply that what his OBP is now is bad by any stretch. Uh, but, you know, it'd be really nice to see uh, him get to an over 1,000 OPS again at, at, after getting promoted. I think that would be great. The o- other noticeable thing is... His strikeout-to-walk ratio is fantastic. In 23 games in AA, he has 18 strikeouts and 14 walks. I love it. I love it to death. Everybody that knows me knows my, my opinion on the, the old walk strikeout-to-walk ratio and people that can draw walks. This is incredible news. I am loving everything I'm seeing from this stat line on paper, and I'm loving everything I'm seeing when I'm watching him play. The swing looks great. His patience at the plate is incredible he takes very very professional at bats he's very mature for his age he's going to be up in the big club next year and i cannot wait for it next one we're going to cover riley green currently sitting at an 870 ops he's been in double a the entire season so 56 games a 288 batting average 372 on base percentage a 498 slugging percentage 870 ops this is fantastic this is all around fantastic. The only gripe you can really pick is the strikeout numbers are a little high. He's got 70 Ks in 56 games. You'd like to cut that down a little bit, but he also has almost 30 walks in less than 50 games, which is a, a great rate. Um, so I'm not going to get too hung up over that. 10 homers in 56 games, fantastic. Almost 10 doubles in the same amount of games, incredible. Uh, the, the only thing outside of the strikeouts if you want to get super nitpicky, like maybe he could walk even a little bit more. I mean, that you, I don't want to ask for I don't want to ask for incredible, unbelievable stuff. Um, I, I guess the slugging percentage, if it was over 500, would make me a, a, a happier, just because then the OPS would be like at 900 plus the great defensive center field that he's been playing, proving everybody wrong. By the way, on draft night, that said he was a weak defender in right. And now he's a plus defender in center. Just an absolute middle finger to every one of those scouts that told him that on draft night, which I love. He even said it. There's a quote on, right after he was drafted, or maybe a little bit after, but he said he noticed that everyone was knocking his defense, so he made it a mission to be better defensively. I just love this kid to death, man. I think he has the highest ceiling in the entire organization. I cannot wait for him to play just I can't wait for him to get in Comerica, man. I can't wait for him to be in Copa. Uh, so so the nitty-gritty, maybe cut down the strikeout rate a little bit more and maybe hit a few more extra base hits. But again, I am gladly going to take a high 800s OPS with his defense in center field and in the leadoff spot with his walk rate. Not going to hear me complain too much. That's just me being super, super way more nitty-gritty than I probably should be. Riley Green, fantastic, fantastic. Love the kid to death. Next up, we got Dylan Dingler, who has, since we last did a prospect update, has uh, slid quite a bit. Um, 
in double a his, his offensive numbers are, are really starting to slide and now in 22 games in Erie he's batting 205 with a 244 on base percentage and a 325 slugging percentage these are these are not good numbers they're I mean I'm not going to sugarcoat it they are not good and especially when in high single a he was OPSing over 900 with great defense the defense seems to have not gone anywhere he's still there seems to be a, a, a highlight play of him behind the dish pretty much every night still but the offense has really taken a hit, and it could be a number of things. I'm not going to speculate. I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I'm having regular conversations with Dylan Dingler and I know what he's going through or whatnot. But it, it could be a, a it could be just the promotion. It could be a double A AA pitching is, is pretty good when you look at the, the pitching across the leagues. Um, double A pitching is, is where a lot of people put their top pitching prospects because the, they use a different ball down in double A and it may be less juiced. Secret might be out. So double A pitching is pretty darn good, especially compared to high single A. So that might have something to do with it. It also might have something to do with uh, just the fact that he's now playing a full professional season behind the dish, man. That wears on people. I, I was... I'm not going to pretend like I was ever close to being a professional catcher, but I, I, I mean, I caught my entire life. I caught from age you know, elementary school, like age 10 or 11, all the way up until I, I stopped playing in high school. And, and that wears on you, man. That, that really, your legs, that really wears on you. You get beat up back there. Uh, I, at a professional level, it's, it's insurmountably more than even what I went through. And I, I remember taking full-on ice baths in middle school. So that really wears on you, man. And and I, I have no doubt that that might have something to do with it. Again, I, I'm not going to come on and say that I do know for sure any of it, but some possible scenarios that could have something to do with the struggle. I still think you keep him in double A unless he goes through a, a – his July has been rough. I'm pretty sure he only has four hits in the month of July. So – there, there is something to be said for getting the confidence back, but I, I, he's still really good behind the plate, and he's proven that he's better than high single A just with how much he honestly dominated that uh, in West Michigan. I don't really see the point of sending him back down. I see, I say you let him finish out the year. If he continues to have these, these pretty substandard, subpar numbers, then maybe you start him off next year in high single A, and then you can recall him up to double A midseason or something like that, but... I, I think it does more damage to just send him up and send him down and send him up and send him down over and over again than it does just, you know, got to see it through, my boy. So I, I think that that's, that's probably what they should do. And the last one for this segment, the, the GOAT, Bryant Packard, my, my boy, as, uh, as, as everybody knows by now. What, I know that... Uh, the last couple of updates, we've talked about how he's been struggling. He had an injury problem early in the year. He's kind of been fighting that off still. Uh, and and the the base numbers, like strikeouts and walks and, and such, aren't horrible. They could definitely be better. He could be drawing a lot more walks, 17 walks in 50 games. Far from terrible, but but he could definitely be walking more. And 49 Ks in 50 games is is not fantastic either. But he could be striking out a lot more. 231 average, 316 on base percentage, 387 slugging, 703 OPS. The slugging is really what gets me, and I think that that one is something that has to do with his injury, uh, the injury bug he had early on in the year. And he went on a heater. Uh, the beginning of the end of last week to the beginning of this week, he homered in, in 
two or three, maybe even straight games, really found his stroke. And then you know the futures game happened, and then uh, and and then now they're back, and and he's not you know hitting a home run every night anymore. But uh, nice to see with how low the slugging percentage is. 387 is not a good slugging percentage, and he has hit everywhere he's been, man. In college, his slugging percentage was almost 600. It was in the mid-500s every year. Uh, even in last, I mean, in 2019, he had a 900 OPS in single-A ball. Like, this is this is a guy that's only hit everywhere he's been pretty much his entire life. And uh, and is now hitting a, a couple of a roadblocks, a couple of bumps in the road. And like I said, I think more of it has to do with the, the injuries, and we might be giving it credit for it. That I'm sure that sounds like me being a homer just because I love this kid so much, but but whatever. My show. That, that I'm going to chalk it up to that. Keep an eye on him, though. I, I swear the kid rakes, and uh, I, I can't wait to keep more of an eye on him and see what he continues to do and see how he finishes out the second half. So, Brian Packard, part of your weekly, you're getting the update whether you like it or not. All right? Okay, let's get into our final break here. I got to talk to everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, as you're well aware. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even the UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online, your laptop and mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website, use mobile device sign-up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, let's wrap her up here. Final, uh, final segment of the day at Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. Let's get into it. I got three names for you, okay? Gage Workman, Colt Keith, and Parker Meadows. Those are my big three of the week of the uh, of the non-normals that we're going to update you on. Let's start with Parker Meadows because this is pretty short. Uh, he's got on base safely in his last eight games. That Actually, that streak might have just come to an end. He went on a streak over the past week and a half where he went eight games in a row getting on base. That's awesome. Uh, he has, I've said it a million times, I'm sure you've heard it if you're in, if you're really into prospects from about 80 different people. He truly is just being an average hitter away from being a very productive baseball player. At the major league level, the kid can fly, plays good defense. He, he really just needs to even be a, a, a slightly below average to average hitter for me to be very okay with him being on my major league team and he has not hit very well at all at high single a so i'm not trying to make it sound like he's you know borderline about to be in the show you know he's not that close but someone to keep an eye on eight game on base streak over uh since we last talked prospects would love to see him continue this pace no guarantees if he will or won't obviously obviously but um Definitely someone to keep an eye on. Parker Meadows, speed demon, speed kills, baby. Probably the fastest person in the organization. Okay, let's jump over to Gage Workman because this is one of my favorites. Gage Workman was Spencer Torkelson's teammate at Arizona State in uh, in 2019 and was we our fourth-round pick and someone that uh, a lot of people kind of overlooked. We drafted him as a third baseman. 
kind of a, a third baseman that has a little bit of pop switch hitter could be nice one day turns out he's a defensive wizard he's getting a lot of time at shortstop which is awesome and playing good defense at shortstop as well as and high single a the bat really coming around very very nicely and high single a in 51 games he batted 256 batting average 357 on base percentage 426 slugging which is a 782 OPS so just under that uh, that 800 OPS mark with very very plus defense he got promoted he got promoted a couple two weeks ago 10 days ago something like that so in eight games He's only OPSing 572. He got off to a really slow start when he first got called out. But this past week, those numbers have improved. He had two or three hits this week, one of them an RBI. Really, really solid week for the kid. Hit a homer as well. Just, I'm, I'm really excited for Gage Workman. I think that he could be one of the, the people that when we look back at this 2020 draft, how weird it was, that he could be a sleeper in this draft. Like I said, switch hitter. Decent pop and plays a hell of a shortstop in third base. So I, I'm very excited for Gage Workman and someone that had a, a really respectable week this week and uh, that is slowly climbing up our our top 30 organizational prospect board. So a fun guy to keep an eye on for if, uh, he, like I said, he's now in West Michigan. I might have misspoke. Did I say he was in West Michigan? He, he started off in Lakeland. I feel like I might have misspoke, so I'm just going to recap really quick before we move on to Colt Keith. He started off in Lakeland, which is single A, OPS 782, got called up to West Michigan, where he's only played eight games and has those numbers and had the good week. So I apologize if I, if I misspoke. Regardless, really solid guy and someone that's really fun to watch and, and that you absolutely should keep an eye on for if you're trying to get into to the Tigers prospect game. Then this guy. This guy's one of my favorite players in the organization right now. Another person in the uh, in, in the 2020 draft, Colt Keith. Okay, we took him in the fifth round. There was only five rounds in 2020. We took him in the fifth round out of high school. Right, 18 years old. He uh, he was kind of a two-way player in high school. Was was pitching and hitting. We said, you know what, we want your bat, kid. You're you're not going to pitch anymore. We want you to uh, we want your bat. We want you to play either second or third base. Kind of see what you got at the plate. And he has hit very very well. He's not a big slugger. Not a guy that's gonna gonna hit a ton of home runs. But he's got decent speed. Which if the ball is hit into the gap, you know, stretch a single into a double. Absolutely, he's, he's going to be a big doubles guy, not a big home run guy. But he's at Lakeland at 19 years old at Lakeland. 23 games, 291 batting average, 385 on base percentage, 329 slugging percentage for a 714 OPS. Now, listening to those first two numbers, you're like, damn, this OPS is about to be nice. And then you are like, how is it only 714? Like I said, slugging numbers, not great. He has 23 hits. Two of them are extra base hits. 21 of his 23 hits are singles. He has one double and one triple. Stolen base in there, 11 walks in 23 games and 23 strikeouts in 23 games. He's been getting a lot of traction lately, especially with the high batting average, putting a lot of balls in play. And, and the on-base percentage is almost 400. You know, good, good, solid walk rate and putting the ball in play a lot. I really like this kid, and I think that he will continue to develop. And if we can even get him some remote gap power, he could be someone that that could be a long-term solution at second base for this team, for real. 
solid defender, really, really solid at the plate. And this past week especially, went on a little bit of a hot streak. Some tape on him went around uh, the Twitter sphere of, of his, his swing. He looks fantastic up there. Uh, beautiful left-hander. Just really, really solid week and someone that you should definitely be keeping an eye on. Again, only at 19 years old, hitting almost 300 in single A. Really, really solid. And uh, my, my last person for our for our Prospect Friday. The only other thing I want to mention is the fact that if you go back and listen to all the Prospect Fridays, there's a, there's a lack of real pitching conversation. And I would just like to remind people that that is why we went so pitcher-heavy in this draft, and that's why I was so in support of going pitcher-heavy in this draft. Because, again, I said it a million times this week. I'm going to say it again to end the show. Outside of that three-headed monster at the top, the pitching depth in this organization is really, really weak. So I'm super pumped that uh, that, that we're going to have this huge influx in, in minor league pitching talent next year, and for the second half of this year, for that matter, once these dudes sign. Cannot wait. Thank you guys so much for listening to another edition of Locked On Tigers and Prospect Friday. Thank you guys for always being uh, being on your toes and being on uh, on my behind about about any mistakes I make and such. I, I whatever makes the show better, baby. We ride, we ball. I, I really do. Uh, joking aside, appreciate how interactive you guys are. It's awesome that um, no matter you know I can say something on uh, the night before by myself talking to myself in a computer and the next morning I have a ton of responses from you guys reaching out so I really do truly appreciate how interactive you guys are it's it's awesome and uh yeah thank you thank you so much for being a listener and thank you for supporting supporting me so uh, that's gonna do it another Friday in the books we'll be back on Monday with a with a series recap to go over and uh, I kind of hinted at it last show, but we 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 got some uh, we got some people from this draft class that uh, are in the works of of getting interviewed, perhaps by uh, by Locked On Tigers. So stay tuned for that as well. Thank you so much for listening. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I will catch y'all next week. Go Tigers, baby.